call this meeting to order and first starting with a roll call. Chair Williams. Present. Uh, Vice President Martinez. Present. And Trustee Solomon will not be attending. Okay, thank you. We do have quorum. So we do have quorum. And I believe now we are going to move to our land acknowledgement statement, which I'm going to pull up on my laptop because I cannot see it from there. Or maybe I can. Let me try. All right. So we acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatushalone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatushalone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities to the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Thank you. All right, so I believe we're gonna move into public comment on items that are not on the agenda. Do we have any public comment? No, we don't have any comments on items not on the agenda. All right, thank you, Linda. Um, we'll now move to approval of minutes. We have minutes from March 9th. All right, so it's been moved by Vice President Martinez um, and I will second, <laughs> so we'll take the roll. Chair Williams? Aye. Vice President Martinez? Aye. The motion passes. Thank you. All right. So um, we were now moving to five action uh, item A, but before we do that, I do want to re remind folks that this is the budget and audit committee. This is not a committee of the whole. So the current uh, members of this committee is myself and Vice President Martinez, and we have other trustees who are sitting on the diocese but are not members of the committee. So just want to clarify that. And with that, I'll turn it over to Vice President Martinez. Thank you. Uh, I, um, in, let me see where I am. And I'll call the item, it's the resolution supporting a plan to recall all remaining full-time tenured and tenure track faculty laid off in May of 2022. Thank you. And thank you. And this um, resolution was submitted by trustee Susan Solomon first and trustee Anita Martinez second. The purpose of this trust uh, of this uh, resolution should be obvious from what is being stated in the whereases. Uh, the other purpose is to be able to have a discussion at the board meeting uh, on April 27th. Uh, Trustee Solomon and I submitted this uh, by the 21 required days prior to a board meeting for it to be put on the agenda. It was referred back to uh, this budget and audit committee. And so uh, I'm open for discussion or we're all open for discussion. And uh, Trustee um, Williams, I'm not sure with this new committee structure uh, how discussion takes place if it's only the members of the committee or if all members of the board uh, may participate. I'd appreciate your clarification. Thank you, Vice President Martinez. And my um, recollection is that um, board members do get the privilege to actually chime in and ask questions and have discussion, but not vote because they're not official members of this body. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, student trustee Villalobos. And uh, for clarification, at the at the retreat, uh, we did grant the advisory vote for student trustee for all committees. That's great. 
Wonderful. So uh, Vice President Martinez, do you want to tee, tee this up a little bit more? Or do you want to just open it up? I'd like to just open it up for discussion. Okay, wonderful. So um, is there any uh, trustees that would like to kick us off for, the, for questions or comments? <laughs> All right, trustee Chisty. Can you turn your mic? We can't hear you. You need a mic. Pass the mic. Oh, or maybe. Oh. Um. Uh, thank you so much for um bringing this resolution. Uh, I I just had some questions around um, like some of the background homework that was done in drafting the resolution, and um, just kind of want to understand um. Particularly, I'm referencing um, item or like number three, where there's a mention of OPEB and the reserve. Um, and um, just like, was this um, shared with um, Academic Senate or just other constituents? Just want to understand a little bit more. Are we talking? Am I? Yeah. Maybe we could just move one mic down. Oh, Okay, maybe we'll just do it. Yeah, maybe we'll get that. Yeah, we'll get you all mics. We got it. We got it. We'll, we'll do this for now. We'll do this for now. No worries. Thank you. Actually, uh, if you don't mind, just for the sake of the, uh, having clear discussion, could we discuss the uh, first resolution that is on? Uh, I think it is entitled A. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where we are. We're at the resolution supporting a plan to recall all remaining full-time tenured and tenure track faculty laid off in May, 2022. We're on that one right now. So I believe uh, Trustee Chissy was asking, and I, I do also wanna recognize the chancellor, um, but you know, I, uh, Vice President Martinez is the author of the resolution. If you wanna respond to that, or if we wanna go to the chancellor, however. What I was going to say is that the OPEB resolution is later on. We're right on the first resolution under item five. So it's entitled letter A. Number three says that the board of trustees supports the chancellor in identifying funds such as those proposed to be allocated to payment of SERP and OPEB above and beyond that which is legally required in the 2023, 2024 and or in excess of the 9% reserve. So just wanted to understand the um, like, where did the, like, was there any background done for this or just kind of understanding where that clause came from? Yes, uh, I've been looking at OPEB for a number of weeks and there has been some in, uh, research done on that, including consultation with people who know much more than I do about OPEB and actuarial studies and things like that. And as well as reading the pertinent documents, I, uh, since Trustee Solomon is not here, I venture to say, and this is just a guess on my part, that she did similar research. Um, was uh, anyone from our finance team consulted for this? No, because this is part of, uh, uh, of the idea that we've had reports on this at every board meeting, and we've asked questions about these two fund areas, at least I have, and that's why it's here as it's written. Okay, I, I think that in the last board meeting, we did kind of discussed some like data points to be presented around this. And so that's, I think I'm just trying to understand um, just some of the data that's backing this up, that's all. Okay, I'll pause there. 
Well, I'm open to seeing some data uh, behind uh, these two areas, SERP and OPEB. Oh, okay. Um, actually, let's. Uh, do we have public comment on this? Merrily Hearn. It's on there. Good afternoon. Um, I'm. I just to clarify, I want to make sure we're talking about A. Yes. Is that correct? Thank you very much. Um, I want to thank uh, the the trustees, uh, Martinez and um, uh, Solomon, for coming up with this resolution, um, because to me it is an indication that this board and certain members of this board are now listening to the public and trying to attend to the needs that we have here at City College. So bringing back uh, instructors is a great idea. And I'm very happy that it's it's been included. Um, I have a concern about the, the fact that the part-timers are not mentioned in this. And I know that we had quite a few part-timers being laid off as well. So I'm hoping that the board will consider that um, because those instructors are very important to any uh, institution in that they slide in and they are a reserve force, uh, a very important force to carry on the work for instruction. Um, I'm also a little concerned about the fact that um, there's a three-year period that we'll be waiting until we do this. And if I were a parent right now and I had a student, a child going to City College or thinking about going to City College and I think, well, maybe in three years, there will be more classes because in three years are going to be rehiring more instructors. I just wanted to say that we are really uh, competing right now. Just one last thing. There were 438 instructor jobs available for community colleges. We are competing. We can't wait three years. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Next commenter. Uh, Ron Richardson. Can you repeat the name? It's Ron. Ron Richardson. Are they online? Are we also yeah. online as well? Linda, I do not see Ron online right now. Okay. Suzanne Atwood. Hi, Susanna Atwood, retired business faculty. I just want to briefly say that I support this resolution, that I think that in order to move forward, to in, improve our finances going forward, we have to get our numbers up before they start using those numbers on a three-year look back. And so bringing, starting by bringing back the people that were laid off gets us to a better number when we finally get to the end of Hold Harmless. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next comment. Mary Brave Woman. 
good afternoon, trustees. If I may, I'd like to hand you a So I, I also rise in support of this um, of this resolution, and I know that there is concern that there is not enough money in the budget uh, to sustain bringing back uh, faculty. Um, but I do want to echo the comments of my uh, colleague uh, Susanna Atwood. If we are going to have a sustainable college into the future, we need to grow enrollment now. And in order to do that, we need faculty to teach those classes. Um, so I appreciate the conversation being started here and the intent of uh, this resolution. And I hope that the board and the administration will seriously consider the, the negative impact that these, these layoffs have had on our um, colleagues in English, in horticulture, um, and many, many other departments. Um, uh, we, we have heard multiple times from uh, the BEMA department how their program has been decimated, and we've heard from others, and we all know that English is uh, a gateway course to any, um, to any future education. And when we have reduced the schedule in English so greatly that we are bottlenecking and students are turning away to other colleges. We're harming our future. So in order to grow enrollment, we need to also have the teachers there and the classes available. So we need to grow the schedule and that requires bringing back faculty. Thank you. Elisa Messer. Hi there, this is Alisa Masur in the English department. I really wanted to speak in favor of this, but I wanted to take it from a slightly different, um, from a slightly different angle. I am an English department faculty member. I have lost 24 of my colleagues, as have my other colleagues. Um, last year, the board voted to lay off eight tenured faculty members in English eight tenured faculty members in English, and another 18 part-time faculty, many of whom had been with us for close to two decades. So the, um, and, and I think what I'd really like to say is that this has impacts that are so far ranging for our department and for our students. English is a gateway class. It's a class that matters for all of our students as they move through all of the programs. And students cannot get those classes. I spent an incredible amount of time earlier this semester trying to apologize to students who could not get into classes when, you know, I had dozens of students asking me if they could add my classes. And if we're doing that with every single other teacher who had an English 1A class as well. It's a lot of time and it's not time well spent and it's a bad experience for these students who then say, oh, well, I guess I'll take English next semester. And that's everything we know shouldn't be happening. Public colleges, colleges in general, do not lay off tenured faculty members. It's not something that is normal or should be normalized. And it's something that we should not be proud of and that our former board, I, I think, should not be proud of. And I would like to see us become the kind of faculty that fixes its wrongs and brings, brings back its faculty members to serve the students that 
are uh, that are deserving of so much more and so much better than this. Thank you. Sean, do you want to look one more time for um, Ron Richardson? I am looking again, and I do not see Ron Richardson on. Then that concludes public comment for this item. Thank you so much, and thank you to all our public commenters. Um, is there any... Um, Okay, Vice President Martinez. Uh, I'd like to remind us that uh, there is a meeting that follows us in this um, room yeah. in about 45 minutes. And so maybe we need to move through um, these resolutions rather quickly. Um, I can I can share and oh, make it you. work. <laughs> no, I got to know that it's in the 530. But this is important for us to discuss. I don't want to rush through this. And um, yes, yeah, so is there any other additional questions from the from the board? If not, I'll put myself on stack or, um, yeah. So I just really appreciate the intent um, of these resolutions, um, Vice President Martinez, but I too like Trustee Chissy have a number of questions around um, just data that we need to be able to figure all this out. I know that Chancellor Martin and Vice Chancellor Alameen, when we were you know, looking at this decision last year, we talked about a plan to kind of bring folks back in a way that will keep us in a good fiscal position um, because it's not just, the positions, there's also the structural pieces to this that we have to consider. And so for me, I am a little concerned about item three as well in terms of OPEB because those are our retirees. Um, I just don't want to make sure that we're not taking from our retirees to be able to support uh, bringing folks back. It's kind of like Robin Peter to pay Paul. So I'm really concerned about item three. And then also concerned about um, 2B in terms of calling out specific programs. We haven't had a program review process, and we talked about that, like really needing to have a robust program review process that should have happened. Um, that's something that we were advocating for for quite some time on in the academic affairs side so that, um, you know, we don't want any student to be without um, the classes they need to complete. So I, I support the intent of this. I think all of us do, even the former board does as well is just that we want to do this from a data-driven perspective. And with that, I would love to hear from Chancellor Martin. And I know that we have Vice Chancellor Alameen um, online to talk about the process and where we are in this process. And also um, just sort of also to the point around sort of restricting our chancellor, which is our lead sort of administrator that implements the work that we do. I feel like I am a little concerned with the 2026 deadline and some of these other pieces around no more to exceed 9%. It could get really tricky. And so I just don't want to, um, you know, I don't want any unintended consequences of some of the pieces that are in this resolution. Um, but I definitely support the intent. I think none of us wanted to be at this place. You know, that's something that we all know. Um, but I'll turn it over to Chancellor Martin and to Vice Chancellor Alameen. Thank you very much, Chair Williams. And just to provide some context, I believe on some of the comments that you made uh, and items that are listed in the resolution, as it indicates in uh, item number three, the SERP, uh, we are paying multiple SERPs right now, but as we've looked at in the multi-year budget projections, they are intended or uh, planned to drop off once the five-year SERP window closes. Uh, in respects to OPEB, uh, we do have an item on the <clears throat> agenda this evening in respects to uh, the latest actuarial, as well as additional information and some follow-up that was requested of staff at the last budget meeting. Uh, in respects to the context and the foundation of uh, the most recent actuarial report from 2020, 
Uh, so we did get at the time of withdrawing the OPEB funds from the city trust, we did get an actuarial uh, opinion. Uh, that actuarial opinion uh, did indicate that if we stuck to a plan, we would be able to uh, potentially fund our liability uh, in 25 or so years. Uh, we do have a letter uh, attached this evening that indicates that those assumptions were based on uh, not only contributing 1% each year, but also making the full service cost payment. And I do believe that in our five-year financial projections, uh, we now meet both those benchmarks. Uh, we haven't in the recent past, and that I think has really prompted uh, the multiple OPEB findings uh, from the ACCJC and FICMAT. Uh, and as uh, Vice Chancellor Alamine will go through the OPEB actuarial study, our li liability is actually growing. So our funded portion of OPEB, uh, for all intents and purposes, is moving backwards. Uh, three years ago, we were approximately 18% funded. Uh, the report that uh, is most up to date has us at about 9% funded. So in about three years, we've lost about 9% of ground in respect to funding our OPEB liability. Uh, the statewide average is approximately 55% of funded OPEB, so we are uh, well over 40% behind the statewide average. And this is all uh, information that uh, the visiting team has looked at uh, and is going to uh, consider in issuing and drafting their core inquiries here uh, in the very near future. Uh, so as we move forward, not losing sight of moving the needle on that OPEB liability uh, and not um, removing those funds for other purposes, I do believe would be in the best interest of this institution moving forward. Uh, as we look at uh, the next several years, and using this year as an example, we did complete a comprehensive program review process. Uh, we had a faculty prioritization uh, process from start to finish. Uh, departments who uh, believe that they need full-time faculty were able to submit requests. Uh, those requests were consolidated and prioritized based on an established rubric. Uh, the committee that prioritized those positions included both administrators and faculty from a variety of departments uh, throughout this campus. And moving forward, I would also recommend uh, not only to be in accordance with our established process, uh, but to be in accordance with what I believe is best operating practices is to use that process as a way of identifying and prioritizing positions uh, because it really identifies the need in the current year as opposed to uh, looking backwards and filling uh, past needs uh, that may have been uh, at one point but not necessarily the highest priority in the current year. Uh, so hopefully that provided some context. Uh, Chair Williams, I'd be happy to follow up with any additional information. Hey, and I know Vice Chancellor Alamine is on the line as well. And then I'm going to go to public comment for the full um, list of resolutions that we have here after Vice Chancellor Alamine, just in the interest of time. So Vice Chancellor Alamine. No, I'll be very brief. And thank you, Trustee Williams. Trustees, as Chancellor pointed out about the positions, my comments will be in relation to the reserve. Um, the Government Finance Officers Association, as well as the Governmental Accounting Standards Board, are very clear as to what reserves are. And reserves are unrestricted fund balances, and they're not in a form that is restricted and unavailable for use. Because the purpose of the reserves, as it sits, is simply to enable us, it's a liquid asset, and in the event of an emergency, we have resources available to help us meet unanticipated expenditures. Part of what we've, what's been viewed amongst the 9% 
um, includes roughly about a 9.3, almost $9.4 million prepaid asset, which while it is included on our financials as part of our reserve, it is not a liquid asset. And so we basically back that out in order to determine what our actual fund balance is. And our actual fund balance is slightly above 9%. Our cash reserve balance is slightly above 9%. And I just want to be clear that, you know, we understand the definitions of what a cash reserve is and what methodologies we're using to determine it. We are using, as the chancellor pointed out, best operating practices um, by national, international organizations that have very clear definitions on what our reserves are. And unfortunately, I don't think in our discussions, we are using those same terms. So understanding what the reserve fund is and its purpose is, is essential. And I'm hoping as we go through this, as we talk about the actuarial study, um, we can look at that as well as other principles in relation to any of these uh, resolutions and their use of funds to serve those purposes. Thank you so much for that. Um, before I go to public comment, anyone else on our student trustee or any other trustees have questions for Vice President Martinez on these on this particular resolution? Okay, Trustee Chissy. Thank you. I, and I also just want to thank you, Vice President Martinez, for having this in committee. So it gives us a little bit of time to absorb it. And um, so I really appreciate this opportunity to review it. Um, I think this is more of a question for the chancellor. I also support the intent of the resolution. Um, the only thing that I'm a bit concerned about is that could this potentially be a violation of a board policy? Um, I know that it's not, doesn't say it directs the chancellor, but supports. Um, so I, I don't know if you could just weigh in on that a little bit, just to make sure we're covering our grounds and we are in the middle of an accreditation review. So just want to make sure. Uh, certainly, and thank you for the question. I think, uh, you know, to definitively respond to that, I think additional uh, clarification discussion regarding the spirit and, and intent of the resolution, uh, but if the resolution uh, is intended to uh, give direction to the chancellor to hire uh, full-time faculty in specific disciplines by a certain date, I do believe that would be in violation of existing board policies and accreditation standards. Any other questions? If there's no other further, uh, Vice President Martinez. Um, it's good to have this is a discussion item. This is the first time we've really discussed this. Uh, and because the person uh, who moved the resolution is not present, uh, we cannot amend this uh, resolution here. We could do that at the board meeting. So there's always that possibility. And I would also uh, like to say that in rereading number three, Please remember that in identifying funds such as, that does not say that that's how, how we're going to use those funds. It's just suggesting. And we may need to uh, amend some of these other things. And so I'd be very grateful if anyone wants to suggest things by writing to either Susan or to me and uh, make some suggestions. And, and uh, I don't want to be out of order in terms of how we can mend this by talking about this at well, maybe you shouldn't write to me. Maybe you should wait until the board meeting to make those suggestions. But I do appreciate that there is support for this intent. The final thing that I want to say is that uh, I have been talking with people on campus, and uh, it's unbelievable how sad people are on campus. And we need to, as a board, 
work together with our chancellor and our administration to improve campus climate. We need to do that together as, as, uh, as a joint uh, effort. And I think that it, since the intent is supported, I think that would send a very positive message forward to our campus community. And remember, this is just asking for a plan. That's what it's asking for. It's not saying all of the faculty need to return. So with that, I'll be quiet. <laughs> Thank you, Vice President Martinez. I see student trustee Villalobos. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, first off, uh, I would like to thank uh, Trustee Solomon and Trustee Martinez for, for submitting this resolution. Um, I'm trying to, I was trying to gather my thoughts and and all I could think of is is last May when when uh, such such decisions happen and uh, move forward to to now. I, I've seen firsthand how detrimental it's been on students uh, not being able to uh, enroll into classes that they needed for their programs, uh, their programs being cut and faculty being laid off. So I've seen the, the, the repercussions of, of actions and, and this, this spirit of uh, this resolution is definitely in the right direction. And, and um, I, I would just like to appreciate show appreciation uh, because I, I've, I deal with a lot of uh, red tapes and barriers. And at the end of the day, I'm here advocating for students because students are the ones that that need this. Um, and so I know I know we're here making decisions, but in the spirit of students, this is what students have been waiting for for the last almost a year. Thank you, student trustee Villalobos. Um, so at this time, um, Linda, let's take the full queue of public comment for all the items that are on the agenda, and then we'll return. You want to do the entire agenda or just the- Yes, okay. because we only have an hour right, I'll, I'll the order of, of agenda items. Uh, 5B, the recall of classified, uh, Susanna Atwood. So I'm sorry, I just want to clarify, this is on all three? Yes, we're taking the full yeah. public. Okay, so I spoke on one already. I wanted to point out that I support all of the resolutions that have been brought here, but I specifically wanted to speak to the need to update the actuarial report. I know there are two more that are posted in board docs. I've studied them and they're still muddy. They don't really clarify how many years going forward, given new conditions now we would need. So we still need to ask for a new opinion that would tell us how we're doing and how many years it will be to fund and what contribution rate we should be doing. And then the, the uh, maintaining the 5% is just between five and 9%. To me, this is all just how you weigh priorities. I would love us to have 17%, which is what's being recommended, right? But everything has to be taken in context of are we trying to grow before hold harmless? What are we, you know, what are the things that, you know, it's like paying your bills and you got the PG&E and, you, and you've and you got the water and you've got the rent and you have to make choices. Um, and to me, at this point, increasing our reserve beyond what's required is a choice we could put aside till next month. Thank you. Marilee Hearn.
Um, I would just like to support uh, B and C as well, especially the reserves. I'm very concerned that we would be spending money um, or holding back money that could be spent to bring this college back to where it used to be, uh, which was a highly recommended uh, place, an institution of learning, fully staffed, uh, both with teachers and uh, with classified, uh, full attendance of classes and highly recognized. That's where we need to be. And I know that the student trustee saw hope in the recommendations. And I know that all students, and not only students, but the citizens of San Francisco are looking for change here. They have voted over and over again to support City College, and we need to back that up. We need to say, yes, we are doing what we said we were going to do, and that is to educate the citizens here in San Francisco fully, not partially, and not putting money in the bank for some rainy day we will take care of our students here. And we're not doing that right now. So I really would support and finding some way, there are very bright people on this board, in this college that hopefully can figure out a way of doing it without taking it out on the educational contents of City College. Thank you. Oh, very brave woman. I'm going to cede my time on this item. Thank you. Elisa Messer. And just a reminder, this is for all items. We're calling, so if you have items, only have to, okay. Okay. Linda, Alyssa is no longer online. Okay, Madeline Mueller. This feels familiar. Haven't been here for a couple of years. Uh, many items I'll go through very quickly because I know the time frame and there, there's a certain theme going on here. Um, when I looked at this uh, agenda for your committee meeting, I was really thrilled because it's really meaty. And I started trying to copy everything. And you know, there's a lot of good stuff in here. And this is, as you said, gets it out there. So people from the field, myself included, who I like this stuff, uh, have some time, not tonight. I mean, today, I'll talk about it, but very good. Um, I had circled out the resolution about reserve and just one story, because I've been here a thousand years. Uh, we've been this thing in the city before the, uh, the state too much reserves, uh, actually. And when I hear of the schools having all these reserves, what are they getting money for? I think we're doing the right thing. I, you know, It's not impressive to me that the average is because we've been there before. The state actually said, spend your money. You shouldn't just be piling up reserves. Now it seems to be going the other way, but I think we, we are more correct. The leader, we should be. Um, when we get the actuarials, I'd love to see copies as soon as you can. Uh, I have some old ones. Um, the OPEB report was here. I love OPEB reports. They're very full of good, interesting 
data. And again, I have a history of them, so I'd like to compare them as they update. Um, the um, departmental U funds, I made that copy, but they weren't departmental, they were by school. That's not helpful. The chairs used to have departmental budgets. That's part of our union contract. And I thought I'd be seeing the information, but it's not there. So I, I hope you drill down a little better on that because we have contractual situations as chairs to be in charge of our budget. Still haven't seen it for a couple of years now. And then the very last item, uh, purchase orders on your future business. Yes, please get the format so that it can be read. It's tiny, tiny type. And there are hundreds of millions of dollars in purchase orders. We need to know what those, what that money's for. Thank you. That concludes public comment. Just to confirm, Linda, we don't have any comment on reports or items B, C, D. It's all been done. Okay, so now we're going to return to item 5B, which is the resolution supporting a plan to restore the remaining classified positions lost due to layoffs. So Vice President Martinez. Again, this is just to um, help out those departments that are suffering because they lost classified positions. Uh, this is in no way uh, meant to uh, say that all the positions need to be returned right now. It's simply asking for a plan to be developed and to address the primary things that the classified unit is, is uh, concerned about. Um, that It's about contracting out and uh, support for the departments that lost classified staff. That's basically what, what this is about. Okay, thank you, Vice President Martinez. Is there any questions? on resolution um, or item 5B. Okay, all right, so we'll keep moving um, to item 5C. And just to uh, clarify, Vice President Martinez, is the intent to have discussion on these resolutions? Are you looking for an action tonight? Well, the committee could take action by, uh, the two of us could, as a committee could vote uh, to uh, recommend approval, to, uh, but in any case, we need to send them on to the full board so the full board can uh, have a discussion of them. I believe these are all going to the full board. Is that because it was submitted 21 days in advance from the full board, even though? Well, if I if I may, and I believe that the process was that uh, they would be referred to this committee and then the committee would uh, take action on it. And if it were to be approved, it would then be forwarded to the full board. But it is listed this afternoon as an action item. Okay, so maybe we should go back to 5A because it just, for me, for 5A, again, I would, you know, the author, the first author of these resolutions is not here tonight. And it's already been discussed. There's some, there's a desire to have some amendments um, to, you know, to these resolutions. So I don't know how to proceed because I would only want to move something that we could amend, but, and then also the time constraints that we're under. So I... I'm not clear on that. I thought that we can, I thought that um, given that they're already been put on calendar for the board, that this would be a, a window for us to kind of discuss this and to also offer amendments until we get to the full board. Certainly, and I think that could be a decision that was made uh, or is made by the committee. <clears throat> I do know in looking at the past practice in respects to the committee structure, uh, items uh, to be forwarded to the full board uh, do have an action at the committee item as a recommendation to move forward to the full board. 
So if the committee uh, wanted to discuss uh, this resolution uh, in additional detail, uh, it could table it to the next committee meeting, or it could potentially take action to move it forward to the full board this month. Okay, so I will turn back to Vice President Martinez. And just to be transparent, I couldn't support 5A without amendments. And as you mentioned, I would love to talk to Susan, the first author, about some amendments and see if those amendments would be accepted. So would you want to allow time for amendments, given there's an intent to, you know, look at this? Or what, what would you like? Well, I'm a little concerned because one of the reasons that we had not asked that these come to committee first is we did not want to have action delayed. And we thought by following board policy and submitting them as trustees, not as members of a committee, that we were following the pro proper process to get these directly to the board. And at the board, they could be amended. Yes, I understand that. But the first author isn't here at the committee. I understand that also. So, I mean, that's kind of part of the committee process is having everyone here to answer questions and be able to talk this out and make amendments. So it is... I mean, I wish Susan was here tonight so we could, because I mean, as the first author, I can't propose amendments without her accepting those I, amendments. I understand that. But wouldn't it seem logical that since she is the person who's moved the resolution and I am the person who has seconded the resolution, could we not assume that she would vote in favor of sending them forward to the board? Well, she needs to be here to vote. That's the committee process. Because mm -hmm. like we have to show up to the meetings. I mean, that's kind of Molinari. interesting yes. for the lobby. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Chair. Just a clarification: Are we so if it are we able to make um, amendments at the actual board meeting, the sole board meeting in itself? We could, yes. we could, but right now what's on the table is um, whether we're approving to forward it. And so I'm saying for me, because there's only two members of this committee that are seated here right now, and I am not in, you know, I can't support this resolution without amendments. And the first author, you know, another member of this committee is not here. So it's not that I want to, you know, shoot this down. I mean, I want to support it, but I would want to have opportunity to make amendments and have further discussion. I mean, even the question trustee Chisty put forward about what are the data points behind some of these, some of the things in the resolution wasn't fully answered. So it feels like we're kind of just not really. So the, I, I guess the follow-up uh, to, to this part is that um, as this new restructure of the committees, I, I serve as a, a non advice or advisory vote, uh, which also then uh, gives me the opportunity to make motions okay i think we can make the yeah we could definitely move it forward i'm just saying for myself as a actual you know member of this committee that i can't support it because i'm not able to make amendments and i'm not i'm just letting it be known um because it's not it's not where it needs to be to be fully in terms of looking at all the pieces around our budget and other things that i've mentioned i just can't support it in this form so i mean y'all can you can move in second Yes. Um, I just want to be transparent about that. So but it's up to you, Vice President Martinez and Student Trustee Villalobos, because you do have advisory vote. So we are on item 5A. Is there a motion? I move approval. Second it. All right. So Linda, call the roll. Student Trustee, advisory vote. Aye. Uh, President Mar Vice President Martinez. Aye. Chair Williams. No. 
The item doesn't pass. It should be. Okay, so we're going to 5B, which is the resolution supporting a plan to restore the remaining classified positions lost. Can we uh, not? I would also, in the audience. I would also like to say that when I was consulted about bringing these um, resolutions to the this committee rather than moving them directly to the board, uh, I felt that I was in no position to say, no, let's take them directly to the board because I was afraid this was going to happen, that these would be um, that these would uh, not make it past this committee to the full board at the end of this month. And so it's dismaying to see that even though the intent is supported, the resolution itself is not supported. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I'm not the president of the board and I didn't create the board committee structure on my own. So, and if Susan was here, our trustee Solomon was here, then it would be forwarded, right? So people need to show up to meetings. Is it possible then for, for um, since there are two of us who support this, who are on this committee, is it possible then to uh, suggest a substitute resolution, which would read? We already just cleared the motion, Vice President Martinez, and the okay. vote failed. I have to say that as a new board member, I, I'm still learning process. And it's uh, become very evident how process can be used, not just as it is in Congress to kill things that are necessary, but in, in, this, in this body to... Um, delay things that are really necessary to the health of the college. So I'm just expressing my disappointment in all of this. I understand um, that, Vice President Martinez. We have a committee every month. We are looking at a 2026 deadline. There's no agenda to kill anything. I think we should also do the work and preparation and all of that. So I, I you know, I respectfully disagree. I'm here. Student trustee is here. Other trustees are here. So let's be honest about that. We are kind of out of order right now. We're at item 5B. So Vice President Martinez. Well, let me just ask about the balance of these uh, resolutions, because I don't want to waste this committee's time or the this audience's time. If, if there are not two votes to move the rest of the resolutions forward, why are we wasting time? I agree, Vice President Martinez. So may I clarify and ask if you intend to vote no on all of these resolutions? We need to walk through all the resolutions. I mean, personally, I have no problem with 5D. And may I also ask for clarification because I was given to understand that regardless of the vote on the committee, the res resolutions could proceed forward to the board without a recommendation. That's what I was given to understand. I'm not trying to get into a debate about board process right now. So Chancellor Martin, can you? I wouldn't have the information to provide any additional context on that. Okay. Well, that's the information I was given. I, I mean, honestly, I was not. These resolutions kind of came to the committee. I'm also as chair of this committee, not being informed of times for committees, of items for committees. That is a procedural issue that we do need to discuss yeah. with our president. Well, that those times were discussed at the retreat, and unfortunately, you could not attend. But that was the, the meeting times and the meeting setup were all discussed broadly at the at the retreat. Yeah, but I swear I should be in agreement on that. Uh, yeah, and I asked. You can check the the record. I asked about your uh, not being there and what the impact might be on you. And shouldn't such decisions be put off until you could be present? And it was a decision 
among the board members that know we were going to, we're going to move forward. Well, when I was president, I consulted with all board members on their schedule and on their their committees that they oversaw. So this is a new territory for me as well. So I'm sorry for the audience and for our public. Um, this is not how we want to conduct business, but I'm here, we're here. So let's well, think about respect. what we're doing. With respect, uh, it was uh, not the decision of, a, of one person. It was a decision of the entire board that, who were present at the time. I just want to make that clarification. So if these are going to be moved, if you are voting no on all of these, why bother with a vote? Um, Vice President Martinez, let's just please go through the process. This is not, right. I mean, all right. this is how boards work. We don't, you know. This is just part of the all process. Right. I'm sorry. Thank I have, you. I, I have yeah. resolutions that fail too. All right. It happens. Right. I'm sorry. So let's move to 5B, resolution supporting a plan to restore the remaining classified positions lost due to layoffs. I move the resolution. So is I'm there any, again. first, can we ask the other trustees if they have questions on the resolution? And I do want to state for the record, I did reach out on item 5B. Um, to the classified leader leadership, and this is new and new information for them. They said they would talk to you guys about it. So with that, I would like to hear from the classified leadership if they're in support before supporting this. So please proceed with your motion. Yes, and I also spoke with uh, classified leadership today, and there was concern about one part of this resolution. And I said to the person that we can uh, we can amend that at the board meeting. We can't amend it here because the seconder is not here, but we could amend it at the board. That's okay. So is there a motion? Well, I move uh, 5B. Second it. Chair Williams? Uh, I'm actually going to... Uh, Abstain on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I get Trustee the vote first? Uh, aye. Okay. Now, Chair Williams, you're abstain. Okay. Uh, Pres Vice President Martinez. Aye. Okay. The motion doesn't pass. Yeah. Okay. So, item five C. I move item five C. Is there any questions from trustees? There's no questions. No information to be shared. Great, that's great process. Um, so there's a motion, is there a second? Second there. Okay, Linda. Student trustee advisory vote. Aye. Chair Williams. No. Vice President Martinez? Yes. The item fails. Okay, item 5D. Uh, the resolution explains itself. This was actually a repeat of a resolution that I had asked to be put on the board agenda. It was to be brought to, to this committee to discuss. And so it, I, I don't recall that it was agendized the last uh, committee meeting, but this is the second time that this has been under consideration. First uh, for board consideration and then referred back to the committee. So I move the resolution. I actually have a question, Chancellor Martin. Um, it's my understanding that we do have an item on the agenda right now. 
on OPEB? Is this in relationship to the actuarial opinion? Uh, so there is a attachment to uh, report 6B uh, that I believe would address some of the questions uh, indicated in the resolution. If I may, but not all of the questions are answered. The questions are quite different from what was uh, put forward in that actuarial report. And even at the, at the end of that actuarial report, there was a suggestion that uh, a study might be a good idea. Um, I have additional questions. So in terms of the an updated actuarial report, we have we have a, a recent, like what's our most recent actuarial report and is what's the cost related to additional reports of this kind, as well as um, so, time so impact? The most recent actuarial report uh, is as of March 9th of last month uh, through the June 30th, 2022. That is what uh, Vice Chancellor Alamine is presenting on report 6B. <clears throat> and in respects to uh, the resolution, and I, I do apologize if I misspoke, uh, my uh, understanding was that the resolution was seeking additional clarity on the actuarial opinion that was issued in 2020. Uh, and that actuarial opinion uh, or that additional information is provided uh, in the trust letter, uh, which indicates that the original actuarial opinion in 2020 uh, was under the assumption that it was 1% and the service cost. Uh, the resolution only is looking for a, a, an actuarial of just 1%. So are we looking for a new actuarial uh, opinion just on that 1%? Because it would be different than the one that was done in 2020. We would need a new opinion. And part of the reason in reading the letter that was sent forward, um, there are a couple of problems. It said uh, in on the second page, top uh, paragraph, it says, based on discussions with the college, uh, it doesn't differentiate between the employer and the employee contributions in that sentence the way that I read it. The uh, uh, first paragraph under potential new steps says it may be advisable to perform an updated projection of the plan's uh, future funded status. And that's what we really need to have. Certainly. So in thinking about uh, and for clarity so we can provide the correct information to the actuarial, the uh, resolution is requesting an update on the funding plan based on the assumptions that were used in the original 2020 actuarial report. Well, what I would refer you to is the original uh, um, uh resolution that I submitted on in March, and I have a printed copy if you want to see a draft copy of that resolution. I think that may give the clarity you're asking for, if that would be helpful. I, I think that it would, because I am not certain in looking back at the past board minutes, uh, the resolution that was submitted in March, uh, I don't believe was uh, a resolution that was uh, presented to a committee uh, or the board. Uh, it was no. replaced with the resolution that we are looking at uh, this afternoon. But if that is a separate resolution, then we would certainly uh, take a look at it. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm aware of the time. Is there a motion? Move approval. Second it. All right, Linda. Student trustee advisory vote. Aye. 
Chair Williams? Abstain. Vice President Martinez? Yes. The motion doesn't carry. Okay. So in terms of reports, um, is there any critical items? Because I know we have to exit for the next committee. Um, this is a little unorthodox structure situation that unfortunately I wasn't able to be at the retreat and chime in, but um, this is where we're at. So any urgent items, Vice Chancellor Alameen and uh, Chancellor Martin? I don't know if we necessarily have urgent items because the monthly budget report uh, is made available. I don't believe there's anything uh, outside of the uh, normal operations of the business through the first uh, three quarters of the year. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to highlight, Dr. Alamine, but the other- We could put it on for next month as yes. well. Yeah. Vice no, Chancellor. Uh, uh, Trustee Williams, Chancellor. Um, nothing pressing um, in the monthly report. Um, I just, for the sake of time, um, would refer to pages one, two, and three of the OPEB report under item, I'm sorry, uh, where's my agenda? Uh, the OPEB report, it goes over what our annual service cost is, as well as the 1% employer contribution. As Chancellor Martin pointed out earlier in the meeting, this has risen. It's increasing. There also is, I believe on page three, a summary of what some of our potential 1% costs as they continue to rise, what they will be. Um, and again, that's an additional addition to the service costs. So our total liability has gone up. And then again, lastly, in the 311 Q2 report, um, we have roughly a $9.4 million prepaid asset. Our actual cash reserve is roughly 17.266 million, which is roughly about 9.68%. If you went according to the language, this basically we're about 1.2 million over the 9%. And those would be the only items that I was gonna bring forth for discussion and questions today. Thank you so much, Vice Chancellor Alameen. And um, Linda, actually, for the record, on item 5B, um, you can actually put me down as no. So thank you for that. And thank you, Chancellor Martin, and thank you, Vice Chancellor Alameen. Thank you, all our public commenters. We'll be figuring out this committee process and our procedures as a board. You know, it's been a transition. So thank you all for your patience. And with that, um, is there a motion to adjourn? We need a motion to adjourn. Second. All right, so it's been moved by Vice President Martinez, seconded by Student Trustee Villalobos. Linda? Student Trustee Advisory Vote? Aye. Chair Williams? Aye. Vice President Martinez? Aye. The motion passes. All right, we're adjourned at 5.30 p.m. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.